Peru is in turmoil. The country's president, Martin Vizcarra, has shut down Congress, and in retaliation, congressmen have tried to remove Vizcarra from office. Lawmakers declared the presidency vacant and have sworn in Vice President Mercedes Arauz. Each side refuses to recognize the legitimacy of their opponent's claims. In the mix, we have also seen thousands of protesters and the armed forces siding with President Vizcarra. It is unclear how this crisis will unfold. And before you ask yourself, why are we talking about a Peruvian crisis on a podcast called Explaining Brazil? Well, it's because the spark for this turmoil was a scandal unveiled by Brazil's very own Operation Car Wash. Brazilian construction company Odebrecht has admitted to paying millions in bribes to several Peruvian officials over the course of a decade, kicking off a long-lasting crisis. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Ana Virkama, you are a sociologist and a freelance reporter based in Lima. What happened on Monday, September the 30th in Lima? That's a good question. I think uh, many of us living here in Peru, we are still trying to digest and still trying to make sense of what was actually happening. Uh, the country's president, Martin Vizcarra, uh, decided to, dis um, to place this question of confidence to the Congress. And uh, Anna, um, for mm -hmm. people who are not familiar with Peruvian politics, what is this question of confidence? If there are many reforms that are systematically refused by the Congress. The president has a constitutional right to place the question of confidence, which basically means that the Congress have to decide whether they can keep working on this, this Congress or not. Ante la denegación fáctica de la confianza And having denied the, the, the confidence, Vizcarra decided to dissolve the, the Congress. He decidido disolver constitucionalmente el Congreso. Just to go back to the history of this, I think many Peruvians were expecting him to close the Congress already. This has been a very difficult path for the, the country's president to trying to implement policies and especially anti-corruption policies. Uh, Martin Vizcarra has been a president since March last year, and he has been facing a very difficult path with this current Congress, which is led by um, currently imprisoned uh, opposition leader Keiko Fujimori, who is a daughter of the Peruvian uh, uh, former dictator Alberto Fujimori, who ha has been himself also imprisoned for human rights crimes and corruption cases. So uh, Fuerza Popular has been the, the major opposition party. And it can be said that they have had a very, very aggressive style, trying to um, somehow um, always prevent the, the, the government to implement any reforms or policies that they have been trying to implement. And also they have already led to the changes of many ministers in the government. So the government hasn't really had 
any time to actually work on what they should be working on. So the situation has been very, very complex already for uh, for um, since the beginning of the last year, or I would say even since the beginning of the last elections. So what happens now? Because we have Congress not recognizing the president's legitimacy, and we have the president not recognizing Congress' legitimacy. The armed forces were backing the President Vizcarra. Also, um, the national police uh, let out um, um, information that they are backing also President Martin Vizcarra, the elected president. Um, Organization of the American states also were backing Vizcarra. And uh, according to recent polls, about 70% of the people are also backing uh, Vizcarra, and they were in favor of the closing of the Congress. So, in fact, there are no other uh, presidents. Martin Vizcarra is is still the president of the country. Uh, probably what is going to happen now is uh, there are going to be early elections for to, to elect a new Congress. Um, as far as I can see, this is the only, only outcome that that is possible for now. Peru have had its fair share of scandals recently, just like Brazil. I mean, the last four presidents had their names dragged through the mud due to Odebrecht-related scandals. So how is Peruvian's relationship with the political system? Uh, Well, yeah, the situation is very, very similar. I mean, we have also now um, the last um, president candidate, Keiko Fujimori, is now already present for investigations. We have Ollanta Humala, the previous president, and his wife, both under investigation and under the um, investigative prison. And we have uh, Pedro Pablo Kuczynski, who is uh, apparently has a weak state of health, uh, is also present. And then we have a very former president from the 90s, uh, Alberto Fujimori. So it really seems like a very similar situation in that sense that we have many um, uh, imprisoned presidents. Is there a recently elected Peruvian president not in jail? Recent, uh, well, <laughs> there was an Alan Garcia, another president who served as a president twice, and he was um, facing accusations, but he committed a suicide. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Every president from the past 20 years has appeared before court on corruption charges. Politicians are suspected of having received payments from the Brazilian construction giant Odebrecht. The company has admitted paying $29 million worth of bribes in return for highly profitable contracts. It is clear that Odebrecht has played a great role in Peruvian politics. Dr. Alberto Vergara is a professor at the Department of Social and Political Sciences at the Universidad del Pacifico. The Odebrecht scandal, it's in the root of this mess. What happened basically was that uh, all the main politicians in Peruvian politics from the last 20 years at least were involved in some uh, way with Odebrecht, either with open um, corruption um, charges or at least receiving money for campaigns which society tends to see as a sort of, you know, 
disguised bribe, right? Because it's the same enterprise giving bribes, and then they are also uh, financing campaigns. So it looks like financing campaigns is a sort of bribe in advance. Not only congressmen, presidents as well, right? What happened, I think, is that in the last two or three years, what we have seen is a political system where the rationality of political actors switched to uh, criminal rationality. So Peruvian politics is no longer driven by political rationality, but by a criminal rationality. That means they are all trying to avoid jail. Uh, And in a system where all the establishment that we used to know in Peruvian politics, as in the Tom Waits song, they are all uh, either dead or in prison, right? What have the scandals done in terms of fueling mistrust in the political system. Uh, How do Peruvians see the political system right now? Because in Brazil, recent Operation Car Wash-related scandals have made Brazilians just want to wreck the system. Fortunately, I don't feel that's the situation in Peru. After all, uh, President Vizcarra is a um, moderate president with no... uh, um, I would say, uh, populist um, inclinations, despite what, um, of course, uh, his enemies say. Yeah, so Peruvians are um, disgusted uh, with what they have um, seen and discovered these last um, two or three years. But um, but I don't feel that this is translating immediately uh, as the support for um any sort of um, outsider or non-institutional way of uh, doing politics, or maybe I hope so. After the break, how Peru has managed to avoid an economic crisis despite its political calamity. Laura Kiran, co-founder of the Brazilian Report. I'm just dropping by to tell you that it has become much easier to subscribe to the Brazilian Report. You no longer need a PayPal account. Now, you only need a credit card to subscribe to the best content about Brazil in English. And don't forget that we still have our 7-day free trial system with absolutely no strings attached. We only ask you for your payment information once you commit to a subscription. But we are confident that you will want to stick with us. Support independent journalism at brazilian.report slash subscribe. The Brazilian Report, no ads, no clickbait, just smart contextualized takes on what is going on in Brazil. Lucas Berti, welcome to Explaining Brazil. Hi, Gustavo. You cover Latin American issues for the Brazilian Report, so my question to you is the following. In Brazil, Operation Car Wash severely hampered some of the country's most powerful and most labor-intensive groups, and that, coupled with the economic crisis that began in 2014, helped plunge Brazil into its worst recession on record and its slowest recovery process ever. I mean, our economy is still below pre-recession levels. 
Peru has seen its political system ravaged by Operation Car Wash pretty much in the same way Brazil did. But the effects on the economy weren't the same, were they? Oh, not at all. We like to say in Brazil that economic crises are intertwined with political problems. And that's correct in the Brazilian case. But that wasn't the situation in Peru. After Operation Car Wash was launched, Peru saw its last four presidents being investigated. One of them was arrested, another was impeached, and a third committed suicide to avoid going to jail. Not to mention that the main figure of the Peruvian opposition, Keiko Fujimori, is also in prison. And still... The Peruvian economy has grown for the past 20 years at a compound annual growth rate of over 7%. That's nearly two times bigger than Brazil's over the same period. And how come is that? One thing is interesting. In recent decades, all Peruvian presidents have maintained a similar economic agenda. And what is that agenda based upon? A few things we are lacking in Brazil. One thing is free market rules. The state has withdrawn itself from many sectors of the economy, making room for private groups, as well as foreign ones. Also, Peru has enjoined a stable regulatory framework, so investors know that even if the president is ousted, the law of the land won't suddenly change. And that's a constant complaint uh, among foreign investors in Brazil. Oh, exactly. And what else helped Peru overcome its successive political crisis? Well, different governments have tamed public spending and inflation has been low, which has preserved people's purchasing power. And it's interesting you mentioned that because in Brazil, the 2014 and 2016 recession is largely credited to government overspending. I mean, the president at the time, Dilma Rousseff, believed that the government should tolerate a higher inflation rate if it meant that people would keep consuming. And she also leaned heavily on tax breaks for specific sectors, which created many distortions in the Brazilian economy. Yeah, another key point for Peru was its efforts to diversify its export basket. The country opened up its mining sector to foreign groups, and thanks to Chinese firms, it became a major gold exporter. Tourism has been another great source of income. Yes, Peru invested heavily in country branding, and that's actually a pretty interesting case. I mean, the Peruvian government decided to rebrand the country as a land which mixes Inca tradition with modern diversity, a campaign that only started back in 2011, but it enhanced the profile of the country as a destination for historical tourism. I went to Machu Picchu around 10 years ago, and I was pretty impressed with the infrastructure. In Brazil, we are still struggling with that, though. We have recently published a couple of articles on Brazil Tourism Board and their failed marketing campaigns. So, Lucas... Is Peru a cause for concern or business as usual while politicians work out their differences? We have to wait to see more. Let's hope things work out with our neighbors. Explaining Brazil is brought to you by the Brazilian Report. Ivan Marshall and Lucas Berti produced this show, and I, Gustavo Ribeiro, wrote this episode's script. Please support our independent journalism by subscribing to The Brazilian Report. 
you can enjoy a 7-day free trial before committing to a subscription plan. And don't worry, our free trial is on a no-strings-attached basis. You only need to add your credit card number after you decide to subscribe. And we bet you will. So go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. That's all for now. And I won't be seeing you next week. I'll be stepping back for a few episodes, but I'll be replaced by Ewan Marshall, who you already know. Cheers, everyone.